Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sara Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host Sara Davison shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sara Davison. Welcome back to the show. And today, my guest is Dimple Thakra. Dimple is known as the love coach with over two decades of coaching, as well as a speaker, best-selling author, and as a Tony Robbins platinum partner. Dimple is a graduate of the Robbins Mastery Relationships, Business and Wealth programs and brings a depth of knowledge having studied relationships with the best in the world. She's been a featured celebrity guest expert on BBC TV and radio, The Times, The Huffington Post and Good Housekeeping, as well as earning the Global Women's Club Award. Today, as a spiritual relationship coach, Dimple has helped hundreds of successful business leaders transform their intimate relationships to achieve a life of fulfillment. She helps both men and women on a path to happiness while enhancing and optimizing their business and financial success. So I'm super excited to welcome Dimple to the show. Welcome, Dimple. Oh, thanks for having me, Sarah. I appreciate it. So tell us all a little bit about what you do and how you came to specialize in this area. Yeah, so, oh gosh, it's so fun what I do. I love it. So I work primarily with um, successful male entrepreneurs uh, who are successful in work and terrible in relationships. So I work with them their partners, and then usually their children and usually their (laughs) ex-partners. And um, yeah. Wow. Amazing niche. Yeah, absolutely. And it's all about giving them the tools, the strategies on really how to be as successful in work, um, in love. So to be successful in love as they are in work. So yeah, it's just. That's amazing. How did you stumble into that work? So I've been coaching for um, on and off for about 20 years. And um, I, I, I started off really coaching in the, the relationship with food space because I'm a dietitian by background. And so uh, what happened was I realized that it's so weird the way life just throws examples of where you need to go and what direction you need to go in, right? Because... Yeah. Um, I started to have problems with my own marriage and I started, I'm I'm married to a super successful entrepreneur. So I know what it feels like to be the wife, to feel like he doesn't care, to feel like he cares about his work more than me, to feel like he's married to his work more than me. And I've lived the life that I now support people with. So I actually coach my former self's relationship, right? So I support men because we went through it. We literally went from the brink of divorce back to teenage lovers again. Um, And it was through an incredible uh, intervention with Tony Robbins that really woke me up, that made me realize that, you know, our marriage was worth saving. Our marriage, we were literally planning our divorce for our 25th wedding anniversary, like a business strategy. 
Wow. So you were about to break up and then you went to one of Tony's seminars. And Tony, for people that don't know, although I'm sure a lot of people do, Tony is one of the world's leading personal development speakers, experts. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know how you describe him. He's just transformational a- coach, I would say. You know? Yeah, transformational coach. I mean, I, Tony is my one of the biggest inspirations in my life as well. I've been doing his seminars, reading his books, listening to his podcast. You know, I've started seeing Tony at his events 25 years ago. So I'm a big fan. So I'm super excited to hear how Tony worked with you then. How did it all come about? So what happened was um, I went along to Tony's event. I didn't know who Tony was. I just saw some things on uh, YouTube, as everybody does. My business yeah. coach time was like oh this guy's really good and then I realized he was coming to London and so I got the best seats in the house and I got there and within two days of that event I had signed up for something called Platinum Partners which is basically invitation where you get to you get invited to join him and a group of people to travel the world with him for 12 months and do every single event. And he also puts on three extra events for Platinum Partners, and one of which was relationship. Now, bearing in mind, my husband and I, this was 2017, had decided that we were heading for a divorce, right? Mm. And I thought this was the last resort. This is going to make or break right? Right. Your last chance at saving your marriage. Last chance. Last chance. If anybody can do it, this big guy can do it, right? Yeah. And my thinking was actually that he could fix my husband. That's what my thinking was, right? Because I'm this brilliant coach who knows how to do everything and I'm perfect, right? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, anyway, midnight, I ring my husband up and I say to him, I've done something really crazy. Please don't shout at me. Not that he does, because he didn't, right? But I interpreted it as him shouting at me. And he said, listen, I've been traveling the world because he just acquired a new global business, right? And so he had to go to all the different offices. And he said, I've been traveling the world for 48 hours. I'm exhausted, Dimple. Just tell me whatever it is. We can deal with it. And with hindsight, I'm thinking he thought I would have uh, I'd had an affair, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. It sounds like the call you never want to get. Yes, yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. And this was lesson number one. He turned around and I said to him, I've joined something called Platinum Partners. And at the time, I didn't even realize that I'd be traveling the world on my own. I hadn't ever traveled the world on my own. I mean, I go to a restaurant. If I go to the bathroom and there's too many doors, he has to send the girls in to come get me out because I get lost. (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't even like thought any of it through. Only seven months into my going solo into my business and leaving the, the job that I was in. So what was I thinking? And I basically said, I've joined something called Platinum Partners and it's 75,000 US dollars. And I vomited it out, right? (laughs) (laughs) Never mind the travel expenses and all that, okay? And he turned around and he said to me, 20 years ago, you took a job so that I could follow my passion. You, with a stable income, you raised the girls, you worked so that we could have and I could follow my dream and he said so the way I see this this is just an an investment in you now and your career 
Wow, that's wonderful. Like my heart, I just, that was lesson number one. This beautiful man is prepared to do anything and whatever it takes, even knowing that he's losing me. So then the next obstacle was the actual event was in Hawaii. Mm. I'm from in there myself to see Tony, yeah. <laughs> I'm from England. Hawaii was on my bucket list, never been. So I was super yeah. excited. But here's the catch. It was the only event that you could take your partner to. And when I asked him, he would no idea who Tony was. And it just so happened, the universe always gives you these challenges and lessons, right? And the lesson was that it was at exactly the same time as his brand new company's biggest trade show in Cannes, France. Wow. Like how the universe does that. It was literally the same time, right? So he had to choose between letting down 150 people, including his father and his brother who were part of the organization to go to what seems like a a jolly, a holiday. Mm. Why are you with his wife? Little did he know. (laughs) (laughs) Decision. Does he choose work over love? And he chose love. Lesson number two. Oh. Then we get there and he's exhausted because he's literally been traveling all around the frigging world. And he gets to, and day one, Tony says, who in the room does not want to be here? Three people stood up. Of those three, my husband was one of them. Part of me nearly died. Like, these are my friends now, all my platinum partners. Like, they're my buddies. I've been traveling the world with them, right? Half of me, and I distinctly remember the feeling, half of me, my masculine side was like, who the hell does he think? Like, sit down. And then the feminine side of me was like, that's my man. That is my man. He's prepared to stand up for whatever he believes, right? Mm, Absolutely. In front of whoever. He doesn't care. So... What occurred, Tony looked him straight in the eye. And what was so magical was that exchange of mutual male respect. Tony honored him and he said, all I ask is for you to keep an open mind. That's it, my friend, all I ask. And because of the way that he treated him with integrity and Mm. honor and respect, Atul said, okay, I can do that, right? So day one went on great. Then we had a fight, the biggest fight ever in Hawaii. (laughs) And so day two, I said to him, you can sit wherever the hell you are. I don't give a shit. I I don't want you anywhere near me. I I was like being the bitch from hell. With hindsight, I realized this. And I sat on the front row with my platinum partner friends, all like, you know, full of significance, right? Yeah. So I sat there. The whole day, Tony did 10 hours and he's like going for it. He sat at the back of the room. There's a speaker on the screen. And I stand up and say, great, so you don't have to forgive. One's one point for me. And then I sat down. And you know when you're in a room of 500 people and you realize you've said the wrong thing and the energy in the room just boom, dropped. And basically what happened, what transpired next was Tony 
coming down the aisle and it was like fee fi <laughs> form like he's a giant yeah and he bellowed where is dimple and my heart all the hairs <laughs> on the back of my neck stood up honestly honestly yeah. like and as he came round and i'm i'm 5 foot 2 and a half i'm a little indian lady right he came round and he stood over me all 6 foot 7 of him with this huge horse head <laughs> right guys if you don't know who tony robbins is just look him up like honestly is this he has this big head with big teeth like big huge, hands big everything big right and he let rip he let rip he really like went for me now i have to say at this point and i want to make it really clear there was not one moment that I felt attacked or intimidated by him. I felt his integrity in every second because what he was actually doing was matching my masculine energy, right? I had no awareness that I was wearing this masculine mask, right? We have dualities within us. We have the feminine energy and the masculine. We all have it irrespective of our gender. And what had happened was I was in my inauthentic balance, operating too much in the masculine for me, totally unaware. So he had to match that energy, right? And there are platinum partners in the room that had been plats for 15 years, and they said they've never seen him with such aggression. So that just goes to show how strong my masculine energy was, right? Absolutely, yeah. And here's the third lesson. The, within a minute of Tony coming at me, my beautiful man came from nowhere with his chest out and he was going for Tony. Oh, wow. Going for Tony. Now, my man is six four. He's not a small man, but compared to Tony, he looks tiny, mm. right? But he's got like, he's ready to take him down. There was no question about it. But here's the drop the mic moment. It took, right, for Tony Robbins to stop what he was doing, to look at my man, to put his arm around him. And he said, I effing love this brother. I said, he said, he's shown more courage than you've ever shown in a lifetime. And he put his arm around him and he said, he's come here to take me down because nobody speaks to his woman like that. And it was in that moment that I realized that the very thing that I'd been desiring from this beautiful man, which was love and protection, was the very thing that he's been giving me, but I hadn't noticed. It took for Tony Robbins to break my pattern, to stop me in my tracks and go look. And so if I hadn't noticed this, what else? Mm been noticing right mm. and so then the intervention continued for two hours including me going down on my hands and knees in front of my husband in front of 500 people and begging for forgiveness 
because what I had done was demasculate him. What we had done had gone through a journey through our marriage of there being the polarity, which was me and my authentic feminine and him and his masculine at the beginning, which causes the passion, the intimacy. And then after I had the children, I rose in my masculine because I was scared because he was always at work. And so I felt I had to protect the children and I blocked out love. I stopped myself from receiving not only his love, but my own love. So the very thing I was protecting myself from was the very thing that I needed. And so it continued with me begging for forgiveness and the whole piece around understanding the balance between the masculine and the feminine energies within our marriage. And Mm. so we had depolarized each other. We had gone into masculine and masculine. And so we, what that means is when you have plus and a plus of a magnet, it repels. You need plus and minus to attract. So because of that, my man had dropped into his feminine. So we had inauthentic balance. So basically I'd stripped him of his balls. Wow, what an interesting story. And I mean, it's very moving and I can see and I can hear from your voice, you know, just what a massive impact that had on you. I can imagine some of my listeners are thinking, well, did he take any responsibility, your husband, for his part in it? Because you said you were begging for forgiveness. But what was his part in this as well? It's a great question. It's a great question. When I got down on my hands and knees and begged for forgiveness, he actually said, I can't stand over you because we're both to blame. And he got down on his hands and knees and he looked me straight in the eye and he said, this is a fresh start. I allowed you to demasculate me. And he took responsibility of that. And don't actually said to him, don't ever, ever let her get to this place again. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I'm a big believer that, you know, we all have to take responsibility for our own actions and relationships can fall apart. And sometimes we don't see it coming. And I know some of my listeners will say, well, I, you know, I, my man would never have done that for me, which is why we're not together anymore. But I mean, obviously we're in the pandemic right now. The breakup rate is going through the roof. The divorce rate is increasing something like in the UK over 122%. So a lot of relationships are breaking down. Why do you think that is? So the biggest reason that I know to be true, and and I actually have written a guide, it's a free guide that people can download about lockdown, a survival guide for lockdown, one for him and one for her. So it's on my website if people want to have a look at that. Um, It's called The Reserve Gift. The Reserve Gift. Okay, and that's on your website? Yeah, dimple.love. That's my website, dimple.love. So, um, but... The biggest lesson that I've learned and that the game changer for everybody is exactly what you said. You take account responsibility for your own actions. You can't change anybody, right? So the moment I asked for forgiveness was the moment he asked for forgiveness. You have to lead. If you're waiting for them to mm. lead, right, what occurs is, and this is a key thing that so imprinted in my brain that Tony says is switch your expectations for appreciation, right? I started to see what he was actually doing, not what he wasn't doing. And when I did that, he then started to see what I was contributing to the relationship, right? So the key to any of this is you have to go first. And if you don't get what you desire, having gone first, 
then that lets you know whether that you're in the right relationship or not. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. I think, yeah, we can't control what other people do. So we have to make the changes ourselves. And sometimes I saw it with a client recently. He came to me and his wife had said, well, I'm leaving in a few months when the kids go off to university, I'm going. And we worked on him because obviously we can't control his ex and her reasons and her behavior. But actually just by him making those changes, she then was so impressed and so appreciative of what he was doing. She then decided she wanted to try. She wanted to work harder at it. And so she then worked with him and they're still together. And I think that's, uh, that's really important. You be the change you want to see, I guess. And then if your partner is ready, they will respond. Absolutely. So what are the main mistakes? Because even though a lot of my listeners are probably thinking, well, you know, I wish that had happened to me, but it didn't. It's good to learn the lessons from the past. So what are the, the biggest mistakes that you see or the biggest traps that you see couples falling into in relationships? Yeah. So the first piece is they get familiar. They stop putting effort in. And think about it. If your marriage was a business, would you just stop bothering to put the effort in? How successful would that business be, right? So I believe that the number one partnership in your life, the most important partnership in your life is your marriage, is your relationship. But how much effort and time do you actually put into it? How much strategy do you actually sit down and have the conversation about how you're communicating, what's working, what's not working? I advocate love meetings for my couples, where they sit down and they have a strategy meeting. What's working? What's not working? How can we improve it? What do we desire? What do I need to do in order for you to have what you need? Right? All these key questions. So the first piece is getting over familiar. The second piece is not putting the work in. The third piece is um, communication. So I actually have a model, actually. Let me talk you through that very quickly because it's, it's an easy way to do it. It's just reminded me. And the model is, it's called the heart model. And the heart model is, H is for honesty. Start with the truth. Do not be triggered. Own your truth, right? Own your truth. I was being the bitch from hell. I wouldn't like to live with me, (laughs) right? If I had somebody constantly complaining and criticizing me and closing me off, I wouldn't like to live with me, right? So that's the first piece. E is for education. Get an education. Don't assume. We have to understand that the female brain and the male brain are very different. And what we tend to do is assume that men are hairy women. (laughs) They're not. We make assumptions. So get an education. Start to follow people who understand the differences between men and women. And the communication styles and what makes them tick and all of the above. Our brains, our hormones are totally different, right? So then the A is articulate communication. Talk about it. Actually have those deep conversations. And sometimes it can be painful and sometimes you'll be triggered. It's good for you to be uncomfortable. It was so freaking uncomfortable being in front of Tony. I can imagine that. And then R is for resolve. Draw a line in the past. I find couples uh, repeatedly go over old stories. The more I don't do talk therapy at all, I do not allow 
anybody to talk about the stories because the more you do, the more you embed it. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And then the, and then the T is for test, test the waters, try something new, have fun, create the spontaneity, right? If you're in a business and you kept doing the same thing and it wasn't working, would you continue to do the same thing? No, you'd innovate, right? Absolutely, yeah. You'd try something new. You'd get brainstorm ideas. You'd, yeah, you'd do lots, wouldn't you? You wouldn't just give up. You'd have those fun and difficult conversations, right? So I would absolutely say that even in this time of lockdown, I would offer you a reframe that this is an opportunity to really get to know your family, to really delve deep, right? Because we are gifted time with our loved ones right now. Yeah. And I guess if you're listening right now and you're thinking, because, well, my partner's checked out, like they're not willing to, to take part in this or have those discussions, those brainstorming meetings, which I yeah. think are an awesome idea. I guess you can save it alone then. You can, you know, do the things, step up, make those changes, be honest, as you say, go through your model. And yeah. then, you know, if they are the right partner, then they will. Now, do you think there are some things in a marriage that may go wrong that, that you just cannot recover from? Is there anything that you just think, well, that's a bit of a tough one? I think it really depends on your individual beliefs and values. And it really depends on whether you want to fight for your marriage. It really depends on, and I hear what you say, Sarah, about, you know, what if one person's checked out? Well, honestly, every single man that I work with, their partners have checked out. Every single one. Because that's a response to the way you're behaving. It's feedback to the way you're behaving. So what I would say is you can't, like you've said, you cannot change them. You have to change what you're doing. So in answer to your question, um, if you believe that you can't recover from infidelity, then you're never going to. If you believe you can, and you have forgiveness in your heart, then you will. Now, I'm not saying any, it's not about me saying whether you should or shouldn't. Mm. It's about you speaking your truth. It's about you digging deep as to what you truly value, right? What you truly value. So I've had a, a gentleman that I've worked with just recently, and he's a multimillionaire. And he came to me because he said, the thing that I struggle with the most is relationships. I've nailed everything else and I just don't feel successful, right? So I said to him, well, what would be the measure of success working with me? What would be your outcome? Because we start with the out, we start with the mm. end. Where do you want to go? Right. And he said to me, if I could have Christmas Day with my ex-wife and the children, that would be the dream. And he says it's impossible. I've been divorced three years. We haven't spoken since. We split, we speak through solicitors and through the children and it's heartbreaking. So this was December 1st, we had this conversation, started working with him within two sessions. His ex-wife was having daily phone calls, chatting with him, they were friends. She was going for coffees with him. She bought him a, a Christmas present and then she invited him to their family home Christmas day she rearranged her parents so that 
they didn't contaminate their bubble. So she did the Christmas day for dinner for the parents. And then he came later and he spent 10 hours there. He rang me Christmas day and he said, oh my God, that was the best day in my life. So what did he change then to enable that to happen? He changed the way he expected what he expected from her. He started to appreciate her. He started to switch his focus from focusing on all the things she's not doing to focusing on all the things that she is doing. And we also did a lot of inner child work. We did a lot of spiritual healing on him to heal his wounds. Because when we are looking at the world with closed eyes, with blinkers, with blindness, we can't see the truth. We're looking at it through a tainted lens. So everything- and it's easy to get stuck in that position, isn't it? It's very 100%. easy to get stuck. And you can't see what you can't see. This is why often people need coaches. They need somebody to go to, to help them reveal what they, what they don't see. And this is why people get mentors in business, right? You don't know everything. Yeah. I think with the family system, I think quite often when lawyers get involved, that also makes it worse because it takes, I mean, just by the very nature of it, you strip out the emotions for the legal side. And I think sometimes that can be quite hurtful. I was with a client today, actually, who was saying she found it very hurtful, the tone of the legal letters, and all she wanted to do was communicate. I think the advice had been don't communicate, communicate through the lawyers. And again, that puts pressure on. So there's lots of influences, I think, that come into the mix when you're going through a breakup that can take you off track. And I think it's really good advice, Simple, to, to, you know, to start focusing on what you can impact and, and on you rather than blaming or looking for fault. I think that's really key. So for those people listening who are out the other side and and thanks to you now, they've learned some lessons there that they can bank and look back and see, okay, well, maybe I could do that differently and I can try being more appreciative of my ex now moving forward. But what about finding love second time round? Have you got any good tips for that? Absolutely. Great question. Thank you. Um, Yeah. So what I would always say to people is, you have to reverse engineer. So what that means is, like with business, right, you look at what is it you desire in your partner and really get detailed. Mm. I I often think marketing and marriage have very similar traits, right? Because when you're marketing something, you have to know your avatar, right? You have to know in detail, not just looks, values, beliefs, qualities that you desire. And so what I would always say is start with that. And then, and this is the piece that everybody misses. They do the avatar, they do that, and then they go, right, well, why aren't they showing up? What's going (laughs) on? Why aren't they showing up? Here's the piece. You have to then look at yourself and see whether you, who do you have to be in order to magnetize that person. So this same client did this same exercise and as we were doing the other work and on Christmas, he had not only completely detached from his ex-girlfriend, so he'd sorted out his ex-wife, he'd completely detached from his ex-girlfriend and he'd realized that the current girlfriend he was with was not right for him. And now he's magnetizing women that are absolutely the correct mix and match for him because 
he's showing up as that kind, generous gentleman who attracts elegant women who know who they are, right? So doing the work is about who do you want to attract and then who do you have to be? So listing the qualities Mm. that you have to be and then you have to be that person. Interesting, really interesting. So working out who you have to be for your partner. So it's both ways. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Um, I always ask my guests this because my podcast is called Heartbreak to Happiness because I think it's really important to know where you're going. Like you said, with your clients, you want to know what their outcome is. So so what is happiness for you, Dimple? Oh, I just got chills. <laughs> chills. <laughs> what an incredible question, Sarah. Wow. What is happiness? Happiness for me is this feeling that I have right now in my body when you say the word. When I get chills, and I can get these chills now, even with the word, like the smallest things. I was walking the other day and there was these beautiful wildflowers that were, they stood out, they were lilac in the green. And just to be present with the wonders of what we're gifted in this moment, right? Mm. Because the past is the past, it's gone, we can't change it. The future hasn't defined us yet, but the present does, the present Mm us here and now so for me happiness is about really embodying happiness by being in the present now so I love that I love that yeah and I think noticing the little things like you say like the little flowers just the small things and being grateful for those very powerful as well thank you so I'm sure lots of listeners are going to want to find out a lot more about what you do where can they go how can they find you so I have um, an Instagram page, which I post a lot of tips and videos, and I'm, I'm quite a poet, so I write a lot of poetry in there. So um, it is The Love Coach Dimple. So just as it is The Love Coach Dimple. And I also have my website, which is dimple.love. And I've just launched The Gentleman's Club, which is on Facebook. So, and that's an exclusive club for gentlemen. It's helping them find their inner gent again. So, wow, that's incredible. Well, I'm sure everyone's going to be checking you out. So, thank you so much, Dimple, for joining me. You've been an incredible guest and what an inspiring story. And your warmth and compassion just shines through. So, thank you. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me and my listeners today. Oh, Sarah, thank you so much. It's been a privilege and so much fun chatting with you god bless that's it for today's episode be sure to head on over to dimple.love or at the love coach dimple to find out more about dimple and what she does and i look forward to you joining me on our next episode that's it for today's episode of heartbreak to happiness head on over to itunes and subscribe to the show One lucky listener every single week that posts a review in iTunes will win the chance in the grand prize drawing to win a private VIP day, including exclusive one-on-one coaching with Sara Davison herself. Be sure to head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Sara's gift. Then join us on the next episode.